Welcome to The Empowerment Project, a platform dedicated to impacting lives at the intersection of Christ, community, and creation. I'm your host, Toby Oladejo, and as always, your support means so much to the growth of this platform, so please make sure to follow us on Instagram at theempowerment.project, and of course, please share this with your loved ones, and drop a rating or a review to let me know your thoughts and feedback. Much love. Well, today I am discussing the connection between trusting God and trusting yourself. Now, if you either grew up in church or have even the most general knowledge of biblical teachings, you've probably been taught that your personal plans, outlook, or understanding of the road that you're on needs to be replaced with a greater plan that God created for you. I myself, (laughs) if you've listened to prior episodes, have spoken about this in my own journey. But don't take my word for it. In the Bible itself, specifically in Isaiah 55, 8, one of the things that many people who have gone to church have heard is, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Another one in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, if you haven't caught on yet, there's a clear distinction between a finite creation and its infinite creator. <laughs> there's, there's clearly an indication here that as humans, we only see a portion of the big picture. And this is on purpose, right? It, it requires us to trust God. Because obviously, as said before, he has an outlook on the world and on our personal journeys that we don't really understand until we're in it. So we should be able to rest, per se, in the fact that he's got control. So let's say in that breath, we finally stop being stubborn and decide to engage and put our trust in the creator of this picture, right? This big picture. And let's say he then begins to give you direction and responsibility as promised. At what point do you then begin to trust that you can successfully operate in the role that you've been given within this picture? Because In that case, the tables have now turned. And that's the premise of today's episode. And it's a topic that personally I've struggled with for a long time. One that I'm especially excited to unpack with y'all today. So let's, let's just get into it. And very quickly, as a side note, one of the main reasons why this podcast has um, and will continue to be so significant in my own life is because it allows me to not only express myself and reflect on my own experiences, but uh, it, it really allows me to process and shed light on the growth that's occurring in real time. <laughs> so it's it's not just my experiences, but it's the fact that I'm imperfect and I'm getting this right now, you know? And in a world where people are actively trying to position themselves as experts, 
uh, I want to relieve you of yet another grass is greener facade and let y'all know that I'm just as imperfect as you and just as susceptible to the same frustrations, distractions, and habits as many of you. But uh, God's grace honestly continues to keep me going. So in that breath, it's my hope and prayer that you learn how to breathe alongside me and leave behind the constant pressure to perform. This is an invitation and space to relax, reflect, and ultimately progress. Now, in the last episode, I talked about using the promises of God as your main reference point within the practice of self-reflection and positive affirmation. However, it's one thing to acknowledge and trust God's greater role in your life. On the other hand, it can feel very uncomfortable once you realize God's calling on your life requires you to be confident that your gifts and tools will ultimately produce fruit. The type of fruit that serves others and brings you joy and glorifies God. And personally for myself, I'm kind of a zero to 100. I'm either zero or 100, right? And I'll bring in my own journey as an example. Because as far as I was concerned, up until most recently, I didn't even know that this relationship existed. And and by this relationship, I mean, does the trust that I have in God actually translate to the level of trust and confidence that I have in myself? I had to take a step back and I had to really see this because personally in my own life, prior to committing my journey to God, I kind of saw things as linear and I definitely saw them as things that I saw the journey as something that I could essentially control. Obviously, growing up in a Christian household, I knew that God had a hand over my life. But the extent to which he had a hand over my life was something that I didn't really have a full grasp on. So I struggled with all types of discomfort and frustration and uncertainty, as well as a lack of confidence, because I was just like, okay, you know, I'm dealing with these things personally, and I know at some point, X, Y, and Z is going to happen, and I won't have to worry about it anymore. I won't have to worry about my uncertainty. I won't have to worry about my, my, you know, fears and insecurities. But I've come to find out that if I don't trust God completely, then I will continue to have that same outlook on life. And perfect example, as a Nigerian in my culture, I've seen us pray and fast and worship and repeat. Pray, fast, worship, repeat. Pray, fast, worship, repeat. Harder than most other cultures I know. <laughs> and, and with that prayer and with that fasting, at times, there's been little work to show for it. That's not to say prayer and, and fasting and these things don't work. 
but in regards to at times tangible things that we have control over. That prayer and fasting doesn't reap the fruit that it's supposed to. And I'm sure not only as a Nigerian, but as a West African and African in general, you might have seen that, you know, the likes of musicians like Fela and even Nobel Peace Prize winner um, Wole Soyinka or even the first Kenyan president, Jomo Kenyatta. These people who have been, you know, anti-colonialism and activist driven, um, they've asserted that it's this form of religion that has led us to be the most blind. Um, and I mean, obviously, this context is rooted in things like colonialism and racism in regards to Christianity. And that's another <laughs> combo for another day. But I say that to say our ignorant reliance on God can easily become an idol. And when I say ignorant reliance, I mean uninformed or misinterpreted understanding of who God is and what his role is is in our lives and it's that ignorant reliance that turns into an idol and it's an idol that leads people to inflict or endure unnecessary pain and suffering on themselves pain that god never intended for us to bear and pain that frankly we can escape through our own god-given gifts if we were to cultivate them and what I've found is that it can be extremely easy to take scriptures and use them as the justification for us to actually hide behind our own fears and insecurities. And this scarcity mentality is not a product of God's character. Because as stated before, there's religion, which stagnates and presents limitations that are typically rooted in control. And then there's the liberty of truth in relation to the Bible, which releases us into destiny and genuine freedom. As many of you, whether Christian or not, have heard, faith without works is dead. And in this context, to have faith is one thing. To have faith in God is one thing. But the justification of that faith must translate into the work I put in as God commanded me to. If you if you ever want to explore that doctrine and that that principle, definitely look at the book of James in the Bible. Really convicting stuff. And it's something that has led me to this reality. Our lack of trust in self is a clear reflection of our lack of trust in God. Our lack of trust in self is a clear re reflection of our lack of trust in God. And it has pushed me to understand a topic regarding wholeness in relation to trust. I've come to understand that a person must be whole despite their incompletion. And I'm learning more on this each day. You know, the foundation of my faith is connected to a God who came to earth in the form of a human being. And this human being's name was Jesus. And now Jesus, in his now human form, would go from town to town, healing people and 
teaching about this kingdom. He would speak about this kingdom that was at hand and that was near and was present on earth, despite the fact that this earth that he was inhabiting was broken and was assaulting people, right? It was, it was rooted in corruption and so many evil things. Yet he spoke of this kingdom that was rooted in perfection and beauty and glory. It blew their minds away because they expected a real leader. And that's one of the reasons why he eventually was killed. But how else would Christ be able to move with such confidence and conviction unless he knew who he was and what his mission was, regardless of the state of incompletion that would continue on even after he left? He had to trust that the role that he was given was going to manifest and bring fruit in the world as expected, even if the world he was trying to impact reject, rejected him and, and would continue to reject him even after he died. He understood that there was a plan and there was a role he needed to play within that plan. And he trusted himself because God gave him that role. And I mean, the same thing could be said for individuals who we revere in a more contemporary context, right? There's MLKs and Fred Hamptons and Cesar Chavez's. I don't really have a, a clue really as to their standing with God, but the state of wholeness that we can see across these individuals is entirely dependent on our willingness to embrace and truly know who we are flaws and all it's it's dependent on our ability to embrace and truly know what is within us and then have confidence that all of those things are of value right that the state of wholeness that i'm in reconciles with the fact that yo i'm imperfect and I, I won't be perfect until I meet my maker. But that doesn't mean the gifts that are within me and the perspective that I have and the taste that I've been given and my passions and my quirks and my ups and downs are unique to me. And I don't need to change that for anything. I don't need to try to perform for someone else or to relieve someone of the perception that they have of me. And that's amazing. But the most important part of that state of wholeness is to acknowledge these things, right? And take action, make a move. And, and that first step in making a move in a state of wholeness is an inward declaration that what I have is worth sharing with the world. And that's hard. At least for me, you know, I definitely have a lot of work to do that requires a sense of embracing this wholeness of who I am and the flaws that I have and working to magnify and meditate on the work rather than the flaws that I'm that are within me, you know, because honestly speaking, if I magnify 
and meditate and meditate. If I magnify, well, tongue twister. If I magnify and meditate on my flaws more than I work on my progress, aka trusting in God and the confidence I have in myself, there's a deep-seated problem there. Because just as I spoke about in my last episode, what you believe in means everything. So if you're moving forward, and even even in you know the perspective from someone who's looking on the outside, they're like, yo, he or she's got so much confidence. But internally, you don't believe that for yourself. Eventually, it's going to crumble. Eventually, your disbelief that what God put in you is worth sharing with the world is going to expose you. And in looking deeply at myself in the mirror, I've recognized that. And I and this podcast, you know, is is a new opportunity for me to not only express that, but work through those things and have conversations, as you'll see in the future, with individuals who came to terms with these realities as well and had to work through them. It's not exclusive to you, whoever is listening to this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but that feeling of, man, I don't have it together is not exclusive to you. It's normal. And it's an indication that you need to give that burden up to your creator so that you can take control of the controllables, right? AKA, you can take care of what you need to do and let God take care of the rest. And in that sense, your belief is rooted in the infinite as opposed to the finite. So therefore, you can decide to move because God said so, right? But because God said so, you're also then moving because you believe that his word is true over your life and that the role he gave you is one that is valuable. So we must trust that things that God has called us to do are for us and that he'll be there with us each step of the way. But in the same breath, you must also trust that you're capable of successfully operating in the role that you've been given, even if. From a personal perspective, even if I don't feel like what I have on the outside meets the criteria set by people that God literally gave life to. Are, like, are you concerned more with the person across the boardroom or the creator of the universe? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, in hindsight, when you think about it, when you say it like that, it does sound crazy how often we fear and have insecurity toward things that are natural to us and that God has already equipped us to do. But here's a verse that spoke to me um, in Psalm 37, verse three to five, that kind of just took a lot of that anxiety away and something that I'm currently meditating on. Shout out my pops for sending me this text message uh, in the family group chat a couple weeks ago. It said, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Dog, that's like, first off, the poetry, the eloquence 
<laughs> the power in that is just so calming, you know. And, and in that sense, right, while the verse itself exudes a sense of serenity and safety, nothing about the actions, right, in, in this verse are passive. It asserts that our rest in God first comes with the initiation of an active relationship, one that requires us to trust, right, and to take delight in the Lord. Which implies that, just as mentioned before, we must tap into a greater blueprint and find purpose and joy in our relationship with God, first and foremost. But moving on from there, to do good and commit our ways to him and even enjoy requires a conscious decision to prioritize matters of value over everything else. And this clearly illustrates the responsibility on our part to create, execute, and rest in accordance with our role in God's process, aka wholeness. God, like this, God certainly wouldn't ask these things of us if He didn't trust that we'd be able to carry them out with Him on our side along the way. It's it's one of those things where it's as if your your dad or your mom finally gave you the keys to the car after you'd been waiting until you got that license and you, you finally let go of the permit, you didn't stepped up, you got your, your big girl, big boy pants on now. You could do this. They finally give you the key and now you don't know how to act. All of a sudden, you brand new. You don't want to drive the car anymore. It's like, wait, we took all these lessons. I've equipped you. I took you to driving school. You know your stop signs and your reds and greens and yellows. What's going on? Why Why are you shook now? That's that's <laughs> low key how I be feeling. You know, it's like God has allowed you through different experiences and people that you've met to gain so much experience and gain so much knowledge um, and, and gain confidence. But we tend to, in the midst of our insecurity and uncertainty and ultimately lack of trust in God, fail to carry out the tasks we've been given. And to take it down to even more real example, when I was in high school, my, call, my basketball coach would always go in on me when I committed a turnover and put my head down. And uh, he'd always be like, Toby, stop feeling sorry for yourself. That was like his, that was one of the main things that would always stick with me. He would, every time I would turn that ball over, you know, and, and for me as a starting guard with a pretty mediocre left hand and even weaker confidence at times, it seemed that to my coaches, I would often perform on one of two ends on a spectrum as I was either zero or 100. I was either giving you a head down night or I was making my presence known on the court, you know? And on the occasion that I was struggling and I heard those words, stop feeling sorry for yourself. I knew that I was at zero. Why? Because it was in those moments that I never trusted 
the capacity that I had to score or defend the ball end line to end line or lead my teammates. Straight up, I failed to trust that my coaching staff even had confidence in me. Clearly seen by the fact that they had already continued to start me for reasons that at times I didn't even accept. So in reflecting on these things and in the weeks and months leading up to this episode right now, I took these coaching moments and several others across different disciplines and began to see a common thread. Wow, Toby, you have trust issues. (laughs) You know, like I felt like I was sitting in that therapy chair and finally hitting this aha moment. And I've seen it play out in my own lack of confidence creatively at times, in my own relationships, and in the discomfort I experience when I am pushed outside of the limits that I can no longer control. But now, you know, as a growing adult, your boy is 25 now, and I have a growing bond with Christ and the family he's given me in Christ, I have a new opportunity to confront what was once so rampant and so detrimental to my own journey. Um, But fortunately, victory is inevitable and a lot more close in proximity. It's going to come with vulnerable moments like this one uh, and obviously a willingness to be myself and trust that being myself is enough. The same thing goes for you. Being yourself is enough. And that's the beauty and the real freedom that comes when we trust God, right? And we have that knowing of who we are. Because you can say, yo, I trust God. I'm a, I'm, I love God. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I, I do everything the Bible says. But if you don't have confidence in what God has placed in you, if you've given up, on the dream that you have or if you have relegated your passion to something that's borderline even a hobby you know you do got to ask yourself like i i do i really trust god do i really trust that these things he put on my heart have purpose and are of value it's it's an ongoing journey so it's not something that happens in one night you know life is a journey And it's one that will always keep us in development mode. You know, that's the beauty of it. We're always loading. (laughs) But we must be confident and walk in the fullness of who God has made us to be. Obviously, this is easier said than done, you know. But I want to encourage you as my own, you know, family members um, continue to. And when I say family, you know, friends, blood etc as they continue to implore me implore to me like yo you have access to the fullness of who god has created you to be and you might be hoping for something right now in this moment you might be seeking you know a husband or a wife or a career or healing or you might be seeking a promotion or waiting for like that gig that one thing um and all of these things are are you know, they can present themselves as an internal or an external rather image of incompletion. Right. But in this state of, of wholeness. Right. It is when you get there that. Internally, you'll continue to push 
you'll continue to move past the fact that like I haven't reached X milestone and you'll care less because you trust more and you'll rest in the truth that you are capable because God has made you so and even in the you know the last couple of weeks leading up to this moment that I'm speaking to you right now I have felt that right in opening up to God and coming to terms with these things and, and confronting them and speaking life over them you know it's it's presented such a new outlook on my relationship with God and with self one that has allowed me to trust that the ideas and the the taste and the everything is of value and worth pouring out and you know as i continue to pursue greatness which honestly for me is reflecting the character of christ and and whatever i do i'm also learning how to come to terms with my own shortcomings and frustrations and uncertainties and trust that when i leave them with god he'll take care of them so i no longer carry these burdens right wholeness is available to each of us and personally i'm just genuinely excited to work toward that and for everyone listening who is ready to work toward that as well i'm excited to to do that alongside you because once those weights finally give way you can actually experience the freedom intended for us all along what faith and works looks like in the manifestation of a life fully lived. And that's not to say that the issue of trust will never again be a problem in my life or yours, because new seasons will always present different challenges. And challenges are an indication that we need to once again depend on God. As you can tell here, it's about balance. But it does mean that because we've embraced ourselves as much as we have our creator, we stand on the winning side every time, right? It's inevitable that as we continue to stay close to him, we'll understand ourselves better. And as a result, navigate this life in a way that is producing fruit and, and helping us experience real joy and peace along the way. And that's just my hope for y'all. <laughs> and I, I do know and pray that it's what you receive. Because honestly, it's a decision. It's not something that just magically happens. I'm learning that it depends 100% on my willingness to receive it. And that's our time for today. But, you know, hopefully it left you refreshed and ready to walk in a state of wholeness and you know remember as we spoke earlier today magnify and meditate on your progress more than your flaws work to embrace and truly know who you are flaws and everything else included <laughs> embrace and truly know what is within you and have confidence that it is all valuable because it is because god said so and for me, I'm like, yo, you can call me anything. You can call me a novice. You can call me inexperienced. You can call me 
not ready, whatever it may be. But internally, I'm whole. And I know that this journey isn't linear. So eventually my time is going to come. But my time has already arrived at the same time. <laughs> you know, internally, it's a knowing. You've embraced it. You know who you are. And nobody can change that. Nothing can change that. So remember that. You have everything you need. And God would never ask you for anything that he didn't place inside you. So let's just keep going. <laughs> Love y'all. And hope you enjoyed today's dialogue. Please, as always, share, show love, and let me know what you think, whatever platform you're listening from. And as always, it's about progress over perfection. Stay up and stay blessed. Peace. <laughs>